We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for May 10th, 2015. And today's study is going to probably be pretty large. Um, it's only a 15-page PDF, but there's a lot of audios that I'm going to be playing and uh, in order to reemphasize the, the points that we'll be making. Uh, a lot of different breaking-type current events we're covering. Uh, building off previous teachings so just to get us kind of kicked off here uh, kind of get us set off on the right foot some really heavy duty information we're getting into today which is kind of usual so I like to start off a lot of times on a on a positive scriptural note in order to give us the proper perspective um, regarding these things because so much of what we're seeing now is just doom, gloom, and death. We're all going to die. Just throw your hands up and forget about it and, and give up. It's really, if if all you're reading is alternative media, and that's all you're looking at, and particularly if, if you're unsaved as a Christian and not a Christian, that's really what you would be getting. Um, I, I just think it's super important to, to stay in the Word, um, get close to the Lord, Pray for his discernment, pray for his protection, pray for that also for the body of Christ, for the persecuted remnant. Um, <clears throat> and we're going to be talking about that today as well. So Psalm 140, verse 1 through 8, and this is to the chief musician, a psalm of David. Uh, Deliver me, O Lord, from the evil man. This is David talking, a, a man after God's own heart. Okay. I think it's the only time in the Bible it's ever even said. So, <clears throat> deliver me, O Lord, from the evil man. Preserve me from the violent man. The thing about it is, even though he was King David, and he had all these mighty exploits and did all these mighty things, he had no problem at all humbling himself before God. Which was the main reason why I believe he was a man after God's own heart. Because it didn't matter what status he got to in life. He was still humble before God. And and I saw, I mean, he exemplified a lot of even humility even after he was the king. There were a lot of instances. He Yes, he, he messed up quite a few times. But I look at him and I'm like, well, who am I to judge David? <laughs> I look at my own sorry self and I'm like, who am I to judge David? Oh, he did this and he did, oh, okay. Well... Let's take a look at our own selves in the mirror, you know, before we go around really judging David and that type of thing. Uh, anyway, um, so he says, deliver me, O Lord, from the evil man. Preserve me from the violent man. Okay, and this is what we're really facing here. We're facing dealing with demon-possessed to the toenail well, men and, and women in, in high places, in, in the Illuminati, and in, in the uh, high government, in, in the military. And I'm not saying all the military is bad. I'm saying, but there's a lot of people, obviously, that they've purged to get there. And then there's also foreign, the foreign troops and these types of things. And then you have ISIS and you have Islam and these types of things. So this is not an unbiblical prayer um, to say. Uh, deliver me, O Lord, from the evil man. Preserve me from the violent man, which imagine mischiefs in their heart. Continually are they gathered together for war. They have sharpened their tongues like a serpent. Adder's poison, an adder meaning like a snake, a poisonous snake. Adder's poison is under their lips. Sila. Um, which is where you pause. That's what basically the, the word kind of means. and You kind of pause and reflect on what's being said there. Uh, next verse, verse 4, Keep me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Preserve me from the violent man who have purposed to overthrow my goings. And again, this is a big reason that I did that teaching on Psalm 64. If you haven't ever listened to that, just key in Psalm in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. All my free teachings are free. All the PDFs are free. I don't charge for any of it. There's over a thousand now up there. Uh, <clears throat> And so, I, there's a lot of things I would like to do to the site, but it's just, um, the site's gigantic, and um, it's tough uh, to try to make changes when the site gets so big, and, and there's a lot of stuff I just can't do. 
up there. I'm, I'm so busy with the ministry that there's just stuff I can't do. Um, but it is all up there. It is searchable. Um, <clears throat> and so, just to let you know. And I also found out that the emails that I've been sending out, I guess really just about every email I've ever sent out all, since I've switched over to the new email service, um, they're archived on the internet. They're not on my site, but they are archived. There is a link to them. Um, so that's kind of cool. But I haven't incorporating that into into the website would it would take a lot. Um, uh, but it's good to know that they're that they're up there, and I can get them out. Worst case scenario, if somebody had to had to have a link to one of them. Um, so keep me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Preserve me from the violent man who have purposed to overthrow my goings. The proud have lid, hid a snare for me, like a trap, and cords. They have spread a net by the wayside. They have set gins for me, also like traps. So that's what Satan is, is doing. He's trying to lay traps for us. And um, when you ask God, like in the Lord's Prayer, to you know deliver you from evil, okay, this is kind of what you're asking for. You're, you're asking for God to deliver you from the traps that Satan has set, set for you or your family. <clears throat> uh, it says, Selah again. And then, verse 6, I said unto the Lord, Thou art my God. Hear the voice of my supplications, O Lord. O God the Lord, the strength of my salvation, Thou hast covered my head in the day of battle. And that's really what we're in and we're going to be progressively going into is battle and that's why i did when i when i talked last week about the uh, warfare verses that we talked about um and then this one which is an amazing verse which which kind of relates to these warfare verses grant not O lord the desires of the wicked further not his wicked device lest they exalt themselves. Selah. You also don't want them to be, um, to have their wicked desires granted, because like in the case of these people that we're exposing on a weekly basis, whether it's, it's Obama, whether it's ISIS, whether it's whatever, these people are going to mass murder millions of people if, they, if, they, if their wicked desires are granted. So, by doing this, by praying in that particular way, what you're trying to do ultimately is prevent a whole lot of wickedness from ever happening, which is biblical. That's why when God judges wickedness, good things always happen biblically, always. I just think it's, it's important that we pray in the right mindset regarding that. You know, not because we want to have revenge or we want to, and that's hard to do too because you see all this wickedness going on and, and you do want to have vengeance on it. I mean, all these ISIS, I mean, raping little girls and, and, and beheading little children and you know, all this, you know, it's pretty tough not to want vengeance on that. <laughs> I know it is for me. Um, but ultimately, God taking vengeance on the wicked, there are th certain things that always happen. When God judges wickedness, people get saved. It's biblically proven. You can look at that in, in, in the Bible. You can look at it in the Old and the New Testament. People get converted and saved. Why? Because great fear falls upon those that see God's judgment, and it drives them toward the Lord. It humbles them. And without humility, you cannot get saved. It's impossible. You cannot go to the Lord proud and say, Yeah, you know, God, I'll do you a favor, and, and I'll, I'll get saved. It doesn't work that way. You have to come to the Lord in humility. And fear of, and the fear of God is one of the greatest things that will produce humility in a person. And when people see God judging wickedness, that will produce fear of God. Or it will harden their hearts. You know, the, in that case, they might have already been turned over to a reprobate mind. They might have already had their conscience seared with a hot iron like the Bible talks about in the New Testament. And... Maybe they're just a vessel of Satan. Maybe they're a vessel of wrath fitted or prepared ahead of time for God's destruction, which is what that word fitted means. Um, maybe they're appointed to that. 
The Bible talks about that. The wicked go astray from the womb. They speak lies as soon as they be born. So, there's some people are just born that way, period. They're wicked. <laughs> That's just it. And I don't quite understand the whole dynamic, you know, uh, as far as to explain all of that. Like, well, some people say, well, that's not fair. This not. Listen, I'm not God. His ways are not our ways. His ways are higher than ours. And there's a lot of things that, that I mean, not, there are some things in the Bible you're just not going to clearly understand. The Bible talks about we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. We're not going to understand everything and comprehend everything clearly and perfectly in this life. It's not going to happen. Um, <clears throat> so, I just think this is an awesome verse. Grant not, O Lord, the desires of the wicked, further not his wicked device, lest they exalt themselves. That's another reason we don't want that to happen. We don't want the wicked exalting themselves. Because when the wicked prosper, when the wicked do wickedly, they they... They get more proud in their hearts. They get more like, you know, or in the case of like Islam, you know, they, they get away with this stuff. They think that Allah is blessing them. And I guess in, in a wicked way, he is. God's permitting it. God could, Yes, God could stop it. But for one reason or another, God isn't intervening. And a lot of times it's because, and I think most of the time it's because judgment is on the land you know and in god will intervene at a certain point and god can intervene on individual basis um and that's why i think prayer is so important regarding these matters but i get into all these concepts in that teaching i did on psalm 64 just so just key in psalm in the keyword search box you should find it's psalm 64 imprecatory prayers of christian's door of hope so in today's day and age it's, it's really i think important to understand that concept now let's move forward here and this report this audio that we're going to hear it was entitled breaking news it's official obama plans to murder the christians now this is a clip from glenn beck it is not an endorsement for glenn beck the mormon okay it's not I play, I'm going to play another clip later of Alex Jones interviewing Larry Platt, uh, Pratt of Gun Owners of America. That's not an endorsement for Alex Jones. Okay, we're gleaning. All of this stuff is just pure confirmation of what pretty much my listeners and myself know to be true. It's just we're, we're, we're um, gleaning from these reports. Okay, so let's go ahead and roll this. This is going to be... A little over 13 and a half minutes. Sorry, this is taking forever to start here. Well, there's a couple of stories here that I... I want to share with you because I find them disturbing and quite honestly I didn't believe either one of them right away and so I sent it up to the newsroom uh, yesterday to have the blaze do research on them and to find out these can't be true right they both are um, let's I mean this is Glenn Beck I mean mainstream Glenn Beck getting into this this stuff it's becoming this out in the open start first with the uh, Department of Defense. The Department of Defense has just issued a, a new list of uh, extremists that should be watched. And on that, in fact, number one, past the Muslim Brotherhood, past Hamas, Hezbollah, number one, evangelical Christians. Evangelical Christians... Uh, and uh, we are the number one threat now. We are we are it. Evangelical Christians. We're at the top of the list. I mean, beyond, I guess you would say, the Patriot Movement, beyond whatever pro Constitution, beyond pro Second Amendment. I mean, I'm talking if you just if you literally just delineated those groups. No, Christians basically are the number one threat. And and really, on a satanic agenda, 
perspective, if you were Satan, that is true. The, the Christians would be, because that's really Satan's only... I mean, I understand you have holy angels, you have, you know, the Holy Spirit, you have the Lord Jesus Christ, you have Father God. They're, okay, I, I get that. I'm talking about, but from a human perspective, how God typically works out his plan on planet Earth through the saved Christian remnant. I'm trying to be specific here. Uh, not to say God can't work in other ways, but we are the number one. We're the number one. And I mean, so, so it's really, it's really out in the open now. Satanically speaking, we're we're the number one enemy. Uh, uh, Mormons, Catholics. I think Catholics, Catholics coming in at number eight, along with the Klan uh, and uh, and Muslim extremists. Now I don't. I, I've I've missed all of those stories on those really bad uh, Catholic bombings here in America. I've I've missed all of the fertilizer LDS bombs. I've missed all of those. I I haven't seen the the big evangelical cross burnings uh, that have been happening. So maybe I've just been asleep at the switch. Now, what the De Department of Defense is saying is, well, okay, this was just put together by one guy who was just giving some, you know, some talks there at the Pentagon, and he just was, you know, he, he was just doing his own thing. <laughs> How many times does that happen with our military? All the time. Yeah, this is just confirmation. Of this, I, I've already reported on this many, many times that we're we're at the top of the list. It's just becoming more and more ingrained into um, the military, uh, into the the government that we are the number one threat. They are just not, you know, they're just not really into the chain of command thing at the Pentagon. If that is true, which I believe it to be. If that is true, that shows our military is in danger because it obviously is losing control of itself. Now, the tip-off on this stupid thing is um, he misspells a couple of things, right? He misspells Al-Qaeda, but Al-Qaeda is like... Uh, Osama bin Laden. I don't really know how to spell that because they keep spelling it like 600 different ways. It's like the pronunciation of, of uh, gutter. It used to be... Uh, Qatar. Qatar. It was cutter for a while. Yeah, cutter. I mean, it's whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a couple of other spelling errors in this, isn't there, Stu? In the one that you found? Yeah, um, the Mormans. You guys familiar with oh, Mormans. The Mormans. Yeah, I guess uh, it's kind of like mermaids, uh, the mm -hmm. Mormans. Mm -hmm. okay. um, very de deadly group. The yeah. latter, uh, they say it's L-A-D-D-E-R. Uh, no, yeah. that's from another one. Mm -hmm. Is it? Yeah. Now, that's story number two. Oh. Now, you heard the excuse a and I, from I'm... the um, Department of Defense. Mm -hmm. Let's ask... Sorry, I I'm going to provide a list after this of a totally separate list where different than the one he's talking about where we're we're at the top of the list or christians are at the top of the list of that one as well so again this is not by this is not some little aberrant accident some glitch in the system this is all by design i mean at the top of the list number one okay the colorado state patrol what their excuse is this one i came back and i could not believe it i we called for a verification and yep let me give you the article when it comes to freedom things are changing fast and for the worse in america and it's happening at accelerated speed here in colorado not only are laws being written at mock speed to regulate tax and restrict individual freedoms but ideas are changing amongst the colorado citizens Local law enforcement, in particular, are being put at a new crossroads. 
and are being positioned to make some tough decisions about their duties. They will very soon be choosing between enforcing constitutional rule of law and new laws which contradict our constitutional principles and which make criminals out of innocence. April 5th, 2013. Blogger Stephen Ale, A-H-L-E, received an email from Prower, County's, uh, from Prower County, Colorado Undersheriff Ron Trowbridge. This is what the post read. I've recently received a letter from one of the law enforcement's finests. He had attended a seminar in which he was told to be on the lookout for Christians. The letter was written by an attendee, Ron Trowbridge, undersheriff, Prowers County, Colorado. I'd like to thank the sheriff and the letter and the 25 years he has spent protecting the public in his county. Fears of reprisals from either the Colorado State Police and Homeland Security fail to stop this patriot from exposing what our law officers are being subjected to. Because of his bravery, we're able to get an inside look on how nefarious forces within our government are attempting to indoctrinate our law officers. This letter proves our officers cannot be intimidated, nor can they be turned on, uh, nor can they be turned on the people they serve. The people of Prowers County are lucky to have this man. Here is the letter, unedited, complete in its original form. Now, I read that and I thought, no way, this is true. On April 1st, 2013, I was attending training, uh, training hosted by the Colorado State Patrol. The training was from 12 in the afternoon to 4 p.m., and it covered two topics, sovereign citizens and outlaw motorcycle gangs. I was pretty familiar with motorcycle gangs, but since we often deal with a so-called sovereign citizen group, I was interested to see what they had to say. The group consisted of, 20, uh, I'm sorry, of police officers, deputies, and CSP troopers, there were 20 people in attendance. Trooper Mike Kluzinski taught a two-hour section on sovereign citizens. He spent most of the two hours focusing on how, in his view, and apparently the view of Homeland Security, people turned to the sovereign citizen movement. Kluzinski started off by saying that there are probably some sovereign citizens in this room and gave a generalized list of those groups that have sovereign citizen views. Among the groups... Kaczynski had listed, were those who believe America was founded on godly principles. That would be me. Christians who take the Bible literally. That would be me. Oh, spare me on that would be him for a Mormon. Give me a break. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Mormons do not take the Bible literally because the Book of Mormon and the Pearl of Great Price, which are their three great books of whatever wisdom, the Book of Mormon and the Pearl of Great Price take precedent over the Word of God. Anytime you have a cult like the Mormons or the Jehovah Witnesses or whatever cult you have, some pseudo-Christian spinoff, they always have other extra-biblical books which will always take precedent over where they contradict the Bible. You will go with those extra-biblical books wherever they contradict the Bible. It's, and that's how you establish your cult. And fundamentalists. I don't know what that means exactly, but I think that might be even me. Luzinski did not explain what he meant by fundamentalists. But he meant biblical fundamentalists, people that believe in the fundamental... Um, tenets and principles of the Word of God, and particularly the King James Bible. From the context, it was clear that he was referring, again, to those who took the Bible literally, or, quote, too seriously. While Kluzinski emphasized that sovereign citizens have a right to their beliefs, he was clearly teaching that the groups he had listed should be watched by law enforcement and should be treated with caution because of their potential assault to law enforcement. Luzinski explained that why he believed these groups were dangerous, saying they were angry over the election of a black president. I'm having a hard time putting that all together. Yeah, they got to play the race card. Someone in the group suggested the failing economy was probably much more to blame. 
Uh, Luzinski said, those who are not going along with the changes in America will need to be controlled by law enforcement. Even later, he was questioned uh, by some of the troopers present, and he questioned back and asked if they were willing and prepared to confiscate illegal weapons if they were ordered to do so. His assignment with the Colorado State Police was as an analyst for the Colorado Information Analysis Center. It is funded by Homeland Security and run by the Colorado State Police. So they're trying to get a feel of what percentage of law enforcement officers and the military are going to be willing to go house to house with their SWAT team-like units. And really what it's going to boil down to is how many of them are going to be willing to go house to house and kill every person in there in order to confiscate weapons. Because a lot of people are going to um, resist until the bitter end. Because they know that the alternative is going off to a camp and having them and their family slaughtered in a FEMA camp somewhere. So it's like, you know, what, what's the better choice? You know, that, that's, that's the, the mindset that, that a lot of people are, are going to have. And so I'm talking about from a purely, I'm not even, I'm talking about from a purely just on paper aspect of, of what they're looking at with their law enforcement, with the military that already exists here, what are their mindsets? Will they be willing to do this? Luzinski says he gets his information from the Department of Homeland Security. He said he was leaving the CSP at the end of that week to begin his new career with the Department of Homeland Security. Under Sheriff, Prowers County Sheriff's Office. Hmm. As I said, I sent it upstairs to the newsroom when I got it. And I think my subject line was, this can't be true. Please dismiss or verify. Yesterday afternoon, we verified that that is true. This is not something new. And if you believe it to be accidental, you are foolish. In Missouri, it was just an accident that these groups were listed. Ron Paul, Tea Party members, people who had the snake flag the Gadsden flag. That was just a mistake. That was in Missouri State Police. We've seen it over and over again. We've seen members of this government refer to people as terrorists who are Tea Party members. We have seen celebrities say that Christians are as dangerous, if not more dangerous, than Al-Qaeda. I mean, because obviously we're the ones going around killing innocent people and chopping their heads off and, and burning them alive and raping and pillaging our way through the Middle East. That's what Christians are doing. So obviously we're the bigger threat I mean, it's, you know, come on. I mean, anybody with half a brain could see that. I've now seen it in the Department of Defense. But that was just one guy. That was an accident. He was just flying solo on that. And now the Colorado State Police. From a guy who's leaving to go to the Department of Homeland Security. I ask you if you're a police officer. I ask you if you are a sheriff. I ask you if you are a service member to make your decisions now because it will be a slippery slope. Have you ever listened to Tea Party people? Have you really listened to them? 
Have you listened to what they're saying? Have you ever interacted with them? If you're a police officer, I can guarantee you that if they've ever had a rally in your town, you've not had a problem with them. I can guarantee you if you're honest, even if you disagree with them politically, you have seen a group of people just exercising their First Amendment right to assemble and to speak their mind. And they most likely have treated you with uber respect. And they've treated your town. They've treated its parks. And they've treated our country and our history with respect. And you compare that to Occupy Wall Street. And you compare that to what happened by the labor unions in Wisconsin. You make your decision. Are Christians who believe in the Bible, are they extremists? Okay, so that's that particular clip. And I just wanted to let you know, like putting that up, this is showing how incredibly mainstream this is even getting here, you know, uh, where even people like Glenn Beck are coming out in, in it's, I mean, and, and it's not like this is something where you could say, well, this isn't verified. This isn't vetted. This is, this is, this is, these are facts. This has come out over and over and over the, the next report is just another one. This just came out, um, today. In at least one documented instance, Army training material listed evangelical Christianity, Catholicism, and even Islamophobia, because we should all embrace Islam, of course, as examples of religious extremism, alongside terror groups such as the KKK, Hamas, and Al-Qaeda. We're, we're, we're ahead of them, though. The Army removed the offending slide after complaints, but subsequent reports, such as military chaplains being threatened with damaging reports in their files or even possible discharge from their ranks for counseling or preaching in ways faithful to their more orthodox denominations. In other words, you can't be faithful to your denomination. Um, you could be have damaging reports in your files or be discharged from the uh, military. It shows that many believe is a definite attack against religious beliefs. Here's a picture of the slide. And um, at the very, very top, it says religious extremism. Number one, evangelical Christianity, particularly U.S. Christians. Number one. The next one is um, Muslim Brotherhood. Next one is ultra-Orthodox Israel, Judaism. And then it goes down. But Al-Qaeda is below it, Hamas is below it, Ku Klux Klan is below it, Catholicism is in the middle of the pack. Um, Islamophobia is at the bottom. But evangelical Christianity is the very, very, very top in this particular slide. And what Glenn Beck just reported on. These are just a couple. I've reported on this over and over again. So, that's... Uh, we're really, I mean... You know... Biblical stuff here. Regarding... Moving into the tribulation. You know, whenever that ends up starting. And uh, what you see taking place in the tribulation. Against Christians. Well, I mean... It's absolutely confirming what the Bible says, 100%, once again, playing out uh, like clockwork. Which leads me to the next update, which is to pray for Kent Hovind, creation science evangelist, and the new trial coming up on May 18th, 2015, which will be about a week from now. 
Uh, on behalf of Creation Science Evangelist Ken Hoven, I just received this yesterday, we are sending out a one-time email to everyone who signed the petition to free Ken Hoven and letting them know that we have two new websites with live updates on Kent's 10-year persecution that has finally begun to garner national attention. Here are the Ken Hoven official new support websites. She only lists one, but it's the freekenthoven.com, freekenthoven.com. Uh, and uh, I went to the last trial. Uh, this is the new one because they didn't get their desired outcome. I think that they were only able to uh, uh, convict on, I think it was like one of the charges, and that wasn't enough. They want to lock them up forever. So they had to have a new one, and I'm praying that all the wickedness, all of the stacked decked deck playing cards, the kangaroo court they have set up for the second one, I'm, I'm just really praying that that whatever that wicked plan is, it will not be able to be brought to pass. That their own tongues would fall literally upon themselves. These people are criminals that are doing this. From the judge on down, they're all criminals. They're the ones that should be in jail. Literally. They have hell to look forward to if they don't get saved. But the reason I say that is they're so unrepentant. They're so glorying in their shame. It's so obvious they have been turned over to a reprobate mind and having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Every one of them, from the judge, Judge Casey, to this Tiffany Edgars, to the IRS guy, all of them. And if God were to move in a mighty way and judge that wickedness that has been done to Kent Hovind, a lot of people get saved. A lot of people could, could potentially get saved from that one. True. Yes, if it be possible, I pray their souls be saved. But we're talking about God just doesn't give you infinite chances to get saved in your life. Unless the Holy Spirit is there to draw you, you cannot get saved. It's not just up to you. Oh, you know, I think I'm going to wait 20 years. You, There's been a lot of people on deathbed that said they were going to do that. And, and there was a pastor there. And this happened more so back in the times before these massive painkillers where you're knocked out when you die but they were they would the, the pastor would try to lead them to the lord on their deathbed and these are somebody that said i'm gonna wait till the the end and then i'll get saved and they couldn't do it anymore they're like i it's like i almost want to be saved but i can't I, I, I there's nothing in me even though i know i'm gonna die and go to hell that is within me that will allow that to happen the Holy Spirit was not there to draw them. So, anyway, Pastor Hoven has a new trial coming up for May 18th, 2015. We're asking for you to please pray for him as the anti-Christian forces are attempting to keep him in prison for life, despite the fact that he should have already been released and home with his family years ago. Here's a short video outlining just a few of the shocking things that have happened to Ken Hoven in the past 10 years. I give you the links there. Uh, we've already covered a lot of this, and so if you want to watch those, though, it's called 20 Shocking Things That Have Happened to Ken Hoven. There's looks like there's two different videos. There's a address where he's at in prison where you can write him here. There's a, um, for media inquiries, interviews, Bible questions, uh, to give to Ken Hoven. There's a email address. There's a phone number you can call. Um, I know Coach uh, Dabemeyer, I believe, from, from Past the Salt, is organizing an event. He was there last time. I missed him. I got there, oh, uh, I don't know, a few days later. But um, he's organizing a big event. He's got a whole group now where he's trying to organize Christians to go to these types of events and be boots on ground and, and to have people that can't go to pray for it and then to have uh, other people calling their congressman calling i think it's a really good movement it's it's very very proactive it's about the most proactive thing i've seen in christianity in america lately and so um um i believe i put out the link to that in the in the email yesterday that i sent out uh regarding there's a whole section on ken hoven and that's the 
Uh, a lot of that is, is from the Coach Daubemeyer uh, for uh, past, past the Salt, that ministry. And uh, I would encourage you to look into that as well. Trial date, May 18, 2015. Subject to change. Never know. United States Courthouse, 1 North Palafox Street, Pensacola, Florida, 32502. Lastly, if you wish, okay, and I've already kind of got into that, but all the contact information is here in this, the, the PDF for, it's going to be the PDF for uh, May 11, 2015 at contendingfortruth.com. And then there's a live daily Q&A session from prison with Pastor Ken Hoven. There's a link to that. Um, and so anyway, all the info is there. So that's coming up in the next week, something to definitely be in prayer about. Then this one, pray for the persecuted Christian remnant and Pamela Geller's safety and divine intervention on their behalf. When Pamela Geller stands up against the most evil and powerful Islamic Sharia movement of our day and comes under attack by known ISIS members, we need to stand with her in prayer and intercession. Now I'll get into that in a second when it will happen. What abject cowardice of the press that refuses to identify the monsters that are beheading children, burning men and women um, and children alive, and cannibalizing our brethren, and manifesting a bloodlust from the pit of hell against Christians worldwide, demands that you stand for this today. In other words, they're, they're going to go after Pamela Geller, the mainstream press, and basically give a total pass to... Islam, it, to, to ISIS, to all of the horrific things that they're doing on a daily basis. That's all fine. They could kill, rape, pillage, burn, behead their, their merry way to hell. That's good. That's, that's, that's good. How, but how dare Camp Pamela Geller and these people come against that in any way, shape, or form and try to expose that? Now is the time for you to say enough is enough. The fact that Christians in pulpits in general are satanically silent on the slaughter of our brethren is evidence enough that the great falling away is truly underway of Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. The fact that the DHS and the FBI haven't even contacted her or are not going to help her in any way, shape, or form, may the God of heaven send his warned angels to stand with her and the persecuted Christians everywhere. I, I'm not saying Pamela Geller's a Christian either. Okay, um, I believe she's Jewish, but what she's doing is is exposing evil and that needs to be done and hopefully she'll get saved and maybe some men of valor who have not become political eunuchs will rise to her defense and i, I think they're in that particular case meaning the pastors here's some headlines regarding this uh first one feds leave pamela geller on her own to face the isis threat no contact from the FBI, Homeland Security, since the terror attack. Video, and this is where they, they've threatened to kill her. She's, she's at the number one top of the list, ISIS has said, okay? Because she had this cartoon, um, sponsored this cartoon thing in Garland, Texas, where the two Islamic ISIS guys tried to come in and kill everybody and were killed. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. That because they would have went in there and killed every single person had they been able to. So what those men did, what the law enforcement officers did, is prevent a whole lot of wickedness from happening. And had they been successful in doing that, do you know how that would have emboldened Islam to go and kill a whole bunch more infidels all across America? We would have probably already had multiple, multiple attacks. So this is how firearms in the hands of of a lawful in this case law enforcement can prevent wickedness and evil from ever happening that's the difference between biblical self-defense and just you know that that, that i've tried to to talk about between biblical self-defense and guns in the hands of the wicked we're going to talk more about that today as well Geller says she's attempted to contact the FBI over death threats, but they have ignored her. <laughs> they don't care. They want her to die, I guess. Our government wants her to die. Because how dare they offend the, the religion of our beloved and illustrious leader, Barack Hussein Obama. 
How, how dare they offend that wonderful religion of peace that he was brought up in. I mean, he wears a, a, a ring on his finger that says, I believe no God but Allah. Or Allah's God. I just got into that last week. This Islamic, then she was interviewed by Sean Hannity, and her and an Islamic extremist, this demon-possessed vessel of Satan, I could barely even stand to look at, with this smug, I don't even, I mean, it's not good for me to watch that kind of stuff, especially when they're so smug and arrogant like he was. And he said she should be killed. She should be executed. He said it right there. There's, I give you the link to the video, right there on Sean Hannity. He said it right there. Incredibly smug, arrogant look and attitude this guy displayed. He flat out said it. Yeah, you should be executed. And you could tell he was holding back what he really wanted to get into. It, it, it's an extremely... Um, It's not an easy video to watch. Uh, as far as um, from a righteous indignant standpoint, when you see how emboldened they are, and, and basically the fact that we're going to conquer you, we're going to conquer America, we're going to impose our will on you, the world will be ruled by Islam and Sharia. I mean, very, very smug and matter-of-fact. It's basically the attitude this guy had. Uh, I, anyway, ISIS, next report. ISIS releases death threat against Pamela Geller and warning of future attacks in America by trained sleeper cells, which I've told you are already here, and they're confirming that as well. Obama, next report, Obama set to begin training jihadists in Syria. So we're going to train some more Islamic jihadists to supposedly fight the war on terror that we end up just fighting them. But we need to train them and equip them, our government, Obama, so that ultimately they can end up fighting against us and going over to ISIS and fighting for them. And so that's what we do. That's, that's what our... Our government's done over and over and over again. Created these groups. Empowered them. Next report. New York Times loves blasphemy except when it targets Muslims. Next report, or next headline. Muslim terrorists attack Muhammad. Cartoon event in Texas. That's what we were talking about here. They were both killed. And uh, next report. Texas gunmen honored as martyrs in Pakistan. So they were honored as Mark. They're always honored like there's some, you know. I, I really wish collectively what my prayer for Islam would be. Because I, I don't believe these are people that are going to, they're, they're going to have, if they get saved, if any of them get saved, it's going to be most likely through the severity of God. The Bible talks about the goodness and the severity of God leadeth thee to repentance. I understand those are separate verses, but there's different ways you get saved. And if they're shown collectively where their illustrious leader Muhammad is in hell, the, the pedophile supposed prophet, the demon-possessed vessel of Satan prophet that married his first wife at the age of six, Aisha, and consummated the marriage, at least what they admitted to at the age of nine, even though there's ways around that in Islam to get around that one, who was his favorite wife, this sick, pedophile pervert this bedrock this foundation of their religion which is muhammad i would i would love for all of islam in the name of jesus christ that they all got a collective hang them out over hell for about a half hour or however long it takes lord maybe it only takes a minute in hell to really get to, to let them see how muhammad's doing in hell and his followers too and all these martyrs. Do you know how many people would get saved? I'm not saying they all would, but there'd be a lot. I mean, if that doesn't motivate you, I don't know what would.
that would be a wonderfully, unbelievably, amazingly good thing. Because at bare minimum, I, I doubt a lot of them would keep fighting for that wicked cause. Even if they didn't get saved, they would stop killing, knowing what they had facing them. I think that would kind of demotivate a lot of people. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, hey, you know. No, I don't think I am on that one. So yes, the Texas gunmen who were killed were honored as martyrs. The, the Texas Islamic gunmen, Islamic terrorists, were honored in their martyrdom after they were killed attacking a Draw Muhammad event in Garland, Texas. Next report, ISIS vows to kill Pam Geller. Next report, showdown. Geller says she'll organize another free speech, and so does that Gert, other guy, that Gert Wilder's dude from that was there with her. I believe he's from, like, Holland or the Netherlands. They're not going to back down. Well, good for them. They've got backbone. I pray to God he, he protects both of them and their their organizations, and that they're all their souls be saved. They identify how wicked and evil this, this cancerous blight on humanity is with of, of Islam and what its agenda is, and they're not willing to back down. Good for them. ISIS then posts warnings. We have 71 trained soldiers in 15 states. They named five targets. I believe Pam Geller was one of them. This was all mainstream top news this last couple weeks. Uh, next report, Muslim Brotherhood warns foreigners, get out of Egypt before we murder you. See, there's no room in Islam for any other religion. It's either all convert to Islam or die, ultimately. There's no tolerance, there's no nothing like that. When they get to high enough numbers, it's either you die you convert or you die or you get out if they even let you out or you pay uh whatever tax and and you can basically be like our slaves if, if you pay us off <laughs> murderous devils they are next report at least 300 yazidi prisoners massacred by the islamic state Uh, next report, the hidden truth of the Turkish genocide of 1.5 million Armenian Christians killed by guess who? Muslims. Let me, let me just read this, this little excerpt about, I, I clicked on the story about the 1.5 million Armenians who were killed by Muslims. And this was, you know, this was a long time ago, 1915. Let me just read this for you. A hundred years of denial, we know the truth now. She was in bed when the soldiers came in the middle of the night and dragged her father out of the family home. In Dilabakar, a city in eastern Turkey. The last thing, little Agavani, uh, her name means dove in her native Armenian, heard as she cowered in her room was the shout, was his, was the shout of his defiance i was born a christian and i will die a christian that was what her her dad said as they were dragging him out of the house not until the first light did avagini dare to creep downstairs on that morning 100 years ago i saw an object sticking through the front door she later remembered i pushed it open then there lay two horseshoes nailed to two human feet my eyes followed up the blood-covered ankles the disjointed knees I guess they had been, the, the knees had been broken, disjointed. The mound of blood where the generals once had been to a long laceration through the abdomen to the chest. So he'd been gutted alive. I came to the hands, which were nailed horizontally on a board with big iron spikes of iron like a cross. So it sounds like they had gutted him, crucified him, disjointed his knees, cut his genitals off so far. The shoulders were remarkably clean and white, but there was no head, so they, they beheaded him as well. There was This was all because he said that I was born a Christian, I'll die a Christian. This was lying on the steps, propped up by um, 
oh, the, the head, the head was lying on the steps, propped up by the nose. I recognized the neatly trimmed beard along the cheekbones. This was my father. See, this is Islam. This is Islam. Here we see a picture of this disgusting, despicable maggot, a guy, a Turkish Muslim, te teases starving Armenian Christian children with a piece of bread. They look like they're in the um, Jewish death camps. And he's teasing them. Because Islam is such a religion of peace and so tolerant. The year was 1915 in the sprawling, beleaguered Ottoman Empire, an ally of the German Kaiser in the World War that had um, engulfed Europe and parts of Asia. See, Islam was yoked up with Nazism during, uh, evidently, World War I and II. Well, they share a lot of common ground. They want to see Christians dead, and they want to see the Jews dead. So, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So, that's they got on the same team there. Um, the ruling Turks had turned their hatred on the two million men, women, and children of the Armenian extraction who lived within their borders. The Armenians who lived on the eastern edge of the empire ruled from Constantinople, modern-day Istanbul, and were Christians and have since, and have been since the year, uh, have been there since the year 301, making theirs the first nation officially to adopt Christianity even before Rome, even though Rome didn't adopt it. That was a paganized version. But here, among the Islamic Turks, they had long been second-class citizens. Uh, a persecuted minority, now as a power in the land, was seized by the junta of the nationalist officers known as the Young Turks. Uh, persecution turned into unbridled savagery. Over the next six months, there was to be a systematic uprooting and slaughter of perhaps as many as 1.5 million Armenians on the grounds that they were infidels, which is a term Islam you know, always uses to describe unbelievers in Islam, uh, or racially inferior dogs and traitors who were, sliding, who were siding with Russia against Turkey. Those who weren't put to death on the spot, uh, their faith cruelly mocked, such as... a Avagani's father, a mild-mannered, cultivated spice merchant who spoke five languages, were hounded in columns eastward and into the deserts of Syria and Iraq to die. Their remains are long turned to dust, but the controversy that surrounds those terrible events is as alive as ever. <laughs> I mean, you know, this is Islam. This is Islam. This is what we're facing here in this country, in all parts of the world, really. They're already really dealing with it on a heavy level in the UK. Obviously in the Middle East, I mean, that goes without. Africa, they're trying to get so bad out of Africa, people are getting on boats, you know, dying, trying to get to even, you know, Europe and, and Spain and these types of things. The boats are capsizing, people are drowning like crazy. Because it's so wickedly evil, wherever Islam takes over, people are willing to die to get away from it. Because it's such a wonderful religion that everyone should adopt, obviously. So just to, to, to um, just wrap up the headlines, I'm about out of time on this part anyway. Um, so yeah, that was 1.5 million Armenian Christians. They died. I'm not saying they were all Christians. Obviously, there's no way to, to know that. that. That number's probably conservative. But that's what Islam does. Next report, or next uh, headline, Afghan girl... Afghan Muslim girl raped by relatives, raped by relative, and then was jailed for adultery and forced to marry her rapist, her Muslim rapist, and now pregnant with his third child. Shows a picture of this girl. She, you know, it's just pitiful. Boy, they, they treat women good, don't they? Don't they treat women good in Islam? Can't imagine why a woman wouldn't ever want to would want to convert to that. These these American girls and these ones in the UK that are converting to Islam, to follow ISIS. I mean, I, it's just incomprehensible. Just do a tiny bit of homework. <sighs> that, that one doesn't compute to me at all. And then uh, Don Boys wrote this article, report, when men burn women alive, we hang them. See, they forfeited the rise, right to live, in other words. Because wickedness has been allowed to prosper, it's, if, if you allow wickedness to prosper 
and just allow it to do whatever it wants to do and islam is probably the best example of that it's going to keep doing that at an accelerated rate so that's all i have for part one i'm out of time here and we will go to part two next and god bless you and see you in part two Scott Johnson's 900 plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G for F-O-R truth, T-R-U-T-H dot com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 3730 North Highway 16, Suite Number 211, Denver, North Carolina, 28037. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.